0: You know, Keith, we had such a good time with Ed the other day talking about OTT and the impact on local media. We thought we'd bring him back to have a discussion about what's going on in the automobile business. And yeah, we've... it's kind of our year-end wrap with Ed about
1: uh, you know all things automotive in terms of local advertising, and we cover the we cover the uh, the full landscape of that relationship between media and automotive
0: dealers uh, in this in this conversation. It's really terrific. Yep, he gets some real interesting things. We hope it'll be of some value to our friends in radio, TV, and even digital, you know, the, the people who are selling digital media. So without any further ado, Keith, as they say, here's our discussion with Ed Steenman. We got Ed Steenman back to talk to us again, in spite of the way we've insulted him before. So Ed- <laughs> good. I love what you
2: guys do. You guys are so fun to listen to.
1: When well, I'm thanks. stuck
2: in traffic, I can't think of anyone I'd rather be with than Keith and Jackson.
1: Oh, well, that we love being fun. with you, buddy, so good to see <laughs> you. Welcome
0: back. Uh, we all had a good Thanksgiving. Absolutely, there and you it's know. Um, uh, you know if if you truly enjoy what we're doing, then uh, you know you've got to be really careful because uh, that is grounds for commitment. You know somebody's going <laughs> to commit you. You're going to be you're going to be in the loony bin pretty quick.
2: I've been in this business so many years; I'm already insane. <laughs> yeah. Like we like oh we like we tell our
1: listeners, mm-hmm. Ed. You know, we, listen, we're not looking for likes because if you mm-hmm. like us on LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter, mm-hmm. your boss is going to go oh well that guy's a problem right there yeah, that, guy, that guy's trouble
0: no we just want you to listen
1: and watch right, there you go.
0: so we're here, all right, are we here to talk automotive we are and I, I gotta say that i got one number one question we've talked to you a couple of times about automotive about supply chain issues about inventory issues but suddenly i'm hearing the new car market has come to a complete halt i hear about dealers selling frontline used cars a year too old, even occasionally a brand new car at auction. And so my question is, you know, we thought that the market would take another year. And I think when we last mm-hmm. talked, you thought another mm-hmm. year into 2023 before supply really caught up with demand. But I'm seeing some evidence to the contrary. Am I wrong or am I just looking in the wrong way? What windows? is the evidence that you're seeing to the contrary? just that that dealers are are wholesaling cars that are a year old that should be a frontline used mm-hmm. car they're wholesaling mm-hmm. new cars mm-hmm. you know or very low mileage, demo yeah. demo almost okay. cars okay. okay that's what i'm that's what i'm So I'm that's saying.
2: a specific issue that is sort of indicative of the larger picture let me set the stage and then i'll come back and answer your question fair okay. enough okay very good so what's happened is supply chain is returning Um, it's spotty and where it's returning is it's returning with more of the lower end units that the manufacturers don't have to put as many chips into. I, as a, as a consumer and human being can't figure out why we're what a year and a half, two years out of the pandemic, why there's still a chip shortage, but uh, okay. If there is, there is, but inventory is returning to dealerships with what's happened in the economy. You know, you have, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll step into politics a little bit, what, but when you have an administration that is that has said, we're going to make it harder to buy cars, we're going to raise interest rates, we're going to slow consumer demand, um, you now have salespeople at dealerships that actually have to start selling again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and there are there is limited inventory. You are starting to see, um, you know, advertising coming back. You'll notice uh, here that there were some Black Friday ads um, for automotive. They were offering, you know, whatever percent, you know, three point nine, you know, APR, some kind of an interest buy down, and a thousand dollars cash. Okay, not much on your new Ford, but something we haven't seen for two years,
0: mm-hmm. eighteen year months, and a half, at any rate, yeah. eighteen
2: months. So you're starting to see that because. Dealers are having to start promoting again. The car—it's—it's it's no longer that you'll just be lucky to get this. Keith, you better be down here Tuesday at two o'clock because the things will be gone at two o one. Right? So that—that that mentality is changing now. You have the squeeze going on, and that's what what you're a piece of what you're referring to. So you now have new cars that are priced comparably or less than the used car that the dealer bought three months or six months ago for too much money because that's what that car was worth back then so you they're basically i don't want to say they're upside down but if you have a choice of buying a new you know f-150 for you know fifty three thousand dollars or buying a a four-year-old you know f-150 at fifty four thousand dollars i mean you know what are you going to do right so they've got squeezed margins on the used cars and what a number of dealers are doing is exactly what you said, Jackson, again, very astute, is they're taking them to auction and just dumping them. I just, I need to get out from under that inventory. Um, I'm either gonna sell it for what I paid for it, hope somebody's gonna buy it quick while they still can, or I'm gonna just take a loss on it. I just need to get it off my lot because there's no way that's gonna be a moneymaker for me. Um, And so that's what you're seeing happen with that. Selling new cars at auction, that is not something I'm familiar with, and I'm not sure the legality of a dealer doing that. I'm I'm fairly certain you don't get to do that in most circumstances.
0: That's interesting. Okay, but is that that adjudicated on a state-by-state basis?
2: You're getting a little a little too far into lawyer world. I don't know if it's a state by state basis. I believe it has to do with the franchise laws, the franchise agreement between the um, between the the dealership and the and the factory and the factory. whoever their brand is. Yeah. But I, I I'll, I'll refer that to uh, to our team of attorneys, to the uh, media consultant attorney uh, team.
0: <laughs> they're they're always standing by. Ready Do we to cheat them and that. how? Yeah, that's it. We, we yeah. have those
1: attorneys. Yeah. So you know, Ed, uh, uh, you know, when we first started talking, maybe a year and a half ago, when you were one of our first guests and a beloved guest, and we love having you back. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, but the uh, you know, you you spent a lot of time kind of explaining this major change in consumer behavior back then, mm-hmm. which is what what people were shopping. Online to find the vehicle they wanted in really weird, different, far out places, mm, you yeah. know, and uh, we, we we were relating on stories about how you know people were you know buying cars over in Spokane or they were buying a truck in Portland, whatever they were doing, but it was different mm-hmm. than what how consumers had behaved up to that point right. when they could just go to their local, they could go to Sound Ford in Renton and find the F one hundred and fifty. Now they right. couldn't. Right. Um, are we seeing any change back to that old behavior, or is that something that's become kind of the way to do business? Mm-hmm.
2: I think we are seeing um, a change, to a certain extent, back to the old behavior. Okay. Um, I don't think it's ever going to go all the way back to what it was. There is some interesting I, again, there's lots to unpack there, but you see, what, you know, what has happened since then are the Carvanas of the world, are all of the used car superstores either CarMax that's on the ground doing used cars, Carvana, which is the you know do the transaction online and will concierge the car to you. you you've seen a, a, a huge change in that part of the business, and the buzz in the industry you know unconfirmed i mean there's two sides of it part of the buzz is somebody like ford saying we're gonna we're gonna cut our brand into two divisions we're gonna have the ice division internal combustion engine division and we're gonna have ford blue which right. is our ev division we're gonna sell cars direct out of the out of the ev division so that's a huge smack in the face to dealers because you know okay let's see i'm gonna sell i'm gonna sell new cars direct but in California, by you know twenty thirty two or whatever, every car's got to be a, an EV. So okay, so you tell me that I'm going out of business. So right, that's right. that's the, the what dealers are doing in reaction to that is more and more of them are starting their own separate branded used car stores. Mm-hmm. So you're you're starting to see, and there's there's a variety of names, and I'm sorry that I, I'm not pulling any of them up out of my out of my aging brain right now, but there's a variety of major dealer groups that are creating their own used car brands through their own stores and that's kind of their way of competing with the car maxes or some of the other branded okay. you never saw you know branded used car stores it was always you know you you had the new car advertising and the used car was liner listings in the newspaper or 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 you know ads on google or whatever but you didn't see this branded used car Advertising that's really been the huge chain that change that's occurred during the pandemic. I mean, you can't turn on the TV now without seeing a Carvana or another one of those those ads that says don't bother going to a dealer, you know, buy your car online. So that's taken a a, a lot of the business and um, certainly an advertising sales opportunity for the, you know, for the local uh For the local reps, if if that I don't know how that that business comes to media. I don't know if that's all national or local or you know what it is, but it's there.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about how all these changes are going to affect media, because that is what uh, we're we're focused on a lot. Uh, You're beginning to see some return of advertising. Is is that how much of that is is that is tier two? In other words, you know, at a at a dealer Mm -hmm. group. And how much of it uh, filters down to tier three, which is the individual uh, right. dealers? This, uh, they've a lot of them said, you know, I don't have to spend money. I'm not sure mm-hmm. I want to do it again. What What are you seeing at this point in terms of that allocation of ad dollars?
2: So I'm not privy to all of those revenue streams. So anything that I that I do is hazarding a guess. So you're you're asking me to hazard a guess with some degree of accuracy. Um, I think you're seeing the factories lead with factory advertising i think they're now realizing that you know they need to continue to brand they need to continue to support you'll see people like toyota that are you know pretty aggressively having toyota days even though there isn't a lot of toyota sitting on the ground they know that they need they see the market coming back they want to get in front they want to be smart advertisers they're going to beat the noise of the rest of the brands and they're going to try to get out in front so i think you see i I think you see some of that occurring i think you see tier three guys on a really local level going you know what I'm not automatically selling every car that comes onto my lot. I'm going to actually have to, you know, I'm going to have to start marketing again. And what is that marketing going to look like? Is it going to look like local, you know, radio advertising? Is it going to look like OTT digital ads? I mean, what what's that going to look like? But I think that you're seeing grassroots wise, They're really being squeezed on margin right now. They're being squeezed on margin on the used cars for the reasons we just talked about, and so and they're not getting the gross out of the new cars that they were getting. So, but I think you're going to see that. I think the piece that's going to be later to come back is the tier two piece, and the reason that that I think that's the case is that, you know, you you have to sell a car to earn the spend to then put the spend in the bucket. Then you have to have enough raindrops in the bucket that it creates something that you can go do. So in the same way that the tier two money was kind of the last to run out when we went into whatever this thing was we did, I think it's also gonna be the last to start back up as we come back out of it. Because it. there's a there's gonna be a three to six month delay. Um I'm in a, a lot of, of chat forums and a lot of other groups and we this the subject of ad spend for automotive came up in a call I was on a couple of days ago and I, I kind of got everybody in the room to hazard a guess, like, well when is this spend really coming back? And the most optimistic was, oh, I think it's coming back in spring. And the least optimistic was, well, I think it's coming back in fall. So I think that you're somewhere I think you're starting to see it now. And I think that, that you know, again, some depending on who you are, sometime between spring and fall.
0: Well, television, uh, television, and radio both have. You know, automotive has always been one of their top two or three categories, mm-hmm. and it's dropped way down over the past mm-hmm. eighteen months. Obviously, for the reasons that that you've talked about, my question uh, also is: as dealerships and as dealer groups begin to re-gear up for advertising, is it? Uh, are we going to have the same kind of media flow? Is the dollar going to flow to TV and a little bit to radio, or? are those days just over? Are they rethinking the way they're going to be spending that money? So I'm, you know, I'm not the person making
2: those decisions. So I can again, only only hazard a guess. I think that there's been a couple of sea changes that have occurred. One is the way that video has been consumed, which we which we covered in another topic here, which was the whole OTT Mm -hmm. uh, streaming You know, and there are I could rattle off stat after stat that says I think that now that that and and you can go back and have the fact checkers look at this, but I think now that that watching OTT or streaming has surpassed cable, what was cable viewing, Mm. so I mean it's already displaced that, and I think it's on its way to displacing at some point even displacing linear television. It's not there yet, so you have a sea change in the way that. Video advertising has been consumed and we know that automotive in particular loves video way more than they love radio only because of all those disclaimers and all those crazy things right. that they need to put at the bottom of their ads. Um, so there's kind of one leg. The other leg is that people have learned to buy cars online. So, you know, it's much more, it's much more of a I can shop, I can price, I can get a, 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 you know, a price on my trade, I can do a lot of the transaction before I ever walk into the dealership. So I feel that that dealers are going to be leaning a lot more towards digital video um, when they return, as opposed to um, some of the linear products. Now, that's not to say that the, that the small town dealer in, you know, any town USA that's always supported his football team and that's always bought radio, I think it's, it's going to be a case by case, market by market basis. And I know that radio in particular in a lot of these smaller towns, you know, it's, it's the lifeblood of the town. So um, I think it depends on the situation. But generally, I bet you're going to see a lot of the linear TV dollars migrate over to digital TV in some okay. form.
0: Well, I guess that uh, brings us up to the final question. We always ask you this. You always have a good answer, and it may be the same answer you've given us the last couple of times. (laughs) If you're a local media rep, Mm -hmm. how do you best pitch and keep a presence with your local auto dealers? What do you recommend?
2: I think you go to the dealer's website and you get a sense as to what kind of inventory they got sitting on the ground. Um, And if you see a lot of, you know, late model used stuff sitting there or you see, um, you know, how many days of inventory it's been sitting there. And I think you go and have conversations with the dealers and you know what their particular challenges are right now because um, because you just listened to media and Sultan and learned about them. And so I think you go to dealers and you talk to them about how can we move some of that some of that used vehicle that's sitting there that you need to to get off your lot? How can we begin to, you know, um, compete against some of the other folks that are out there? So I think that, that those are the conversations.
0: So what you're really saying at the end of the day is it's good old um, it's good old street leather, street work, and being there in front of the dealer and getting developing of that relationship that, that, you know, old boomers like Keith and I yeah. always thought was really important to begin with. No,
1: but I think he's also yeah.
0: saying to use your technology To get
1: a better idea of what's going on at that dealership, because there's so many clues you can get from going to their website that are a lot different than there was maybe five Mm -hmm. years ago. That you really can't see what's going on there. So I mean, yeah.
2: My most successful (laughs) transactions are walking into the dealership and talking to someone. That because they're there, they're ready to see you. Um, You know, you're not always gonna you're not always gonna win that way, but I think you get there a lot quicker than sending emails
0: or you know leaving phone calls. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Well, on that note, Ed, thank you so much for joining us and bringing us up to speed on what's going on in the auto scene. We will be back with you, I'm sure, to pick your brain for further intelligence. Another great episode from Ed Steenman. He really he has some great insight into what's going on in the automobile business. And, you know, I, it's just really important, I think, for media people to understand. they got to understand the business before they can sell them any marketing or any advertising. And I'm amazed still to this day how many people don't pay attention to that on the street. So that's what we thought. This street view would really help people to get a better idea of what's going on in the car business, so they can fine tune their sales presentations.
1: Yeah, and no, and no question. And and this is required listening and viewing for uh, for ad sellers in the audience, and even some of you knuckleheaded managers that need to be able to manage your salespeople in that category. And this is a critical category for us. And so much changed because of COVID, so much changed as we came out of COVID, and it's so much has changed since then. So, uh, you know, Ed, you know, thank you for covering all of that uh, for us, and uh, and you'll be better sellers for having listened to this episode, for sure.
0: Absolutely. All right, Keith, we got to run. We'll be back next week with another episode of Media Insultant. So, (laughs) Thanks for uh, joining me here today. We do these each Tuesday and Friday. The podcast is available on any podcasting platform. And the video is at uh, Vimeo in the Media Insultant Showcase. So, Keith, until we meet again, adios, have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon. See you, buddy. Always a pleasure.